What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Mongols Podcast, sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. I'm Mike. With me is Kev, Josh, and Hounds legend Kevin Kerr. Together, we'll talk all about Kevin's retirement, what's next in his career, and more. Let's go! Everything was just falling into place. Bunky Azio cuts inside. With this run, but it's oh. no Kevin, welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing, pal? Uh, we're we're doing good. We're like I mentioned, you know, we're we're a little disappointed that the uh, the news was official, but uh, I think this we we'd like to sort of talk to you and get more of a retrospective on sort of how you view things, how you're how you look back on your career, all the exciting stuff you have coming up. So let's let's just start. Let's let's look back a little bit. You know, obviously you had you spent a lot of times with the Hounds. What was your favorite moment? as a player? I think, I think obviously, it's an easy one for me. Obviously, the the 6-5 game with Harrisburg, the Miracle on the Mon, I think that, that was even then, I knew it would be tough to beat, you know, it was a couple of years ago now, but, you know, what a game. And Obviously, I was lucky enough to get the winner and, you know, the emotion of that day, uh, I think comfortably my, my favorite most moment was the Riverhouse. Yeah, well, I, so I was there and um, in the Steel Army section. I, I still remember the my favorite part of that game. I mean, it was kind of uh, the the way this worked out. So I don't know if you remember, but uh, Garrett Pettis he scored in the 86th minute, and that was the last time that Harrisburg scored. It put him up five three, and he he actually like was running away from the Steel Army. He stops. He realizes. Oh, this would be really funny. He turns around, he comes back in front of the Steel Army, and he does the bone arrow celebration in front of the Steel Army, and, like shoots the arrow into the crowd and like laughs. <laughs> and I'm just, you know, everyone's, you know, cursing his name, whatever. And then it comes to, you know, pass that you get the game winning goal. And it was just so sweet, sweet justice. I just, yeah, <laughs> it was just, could have been a better moment. To be fair, I've never winner. heard that story before. That is, that's a great little story. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Everyone, yeah. Has, everyone has their own little stories from that day. You know, <laughs> Even as the boys, we always, we always forget stuff. So much happened that day. Yeah. I remember we had uh, Mark Steffens as a gaffer at the time. And uh, obviously, nicest man you'd ever meet. And, you wouldn't believe the things that he was saying at halftime, you know, that in itself was a story of the, the, the battering we got at halftime, but, you know, there was there was uh, laundry bins, balls flying all over the locker room, but whatever he said seemed to have the, the desired effect. So, yeah, it was a surreal day. I, I mean, looking back on that day, I mean, looking back at interviews and things like that, you had mentioned that, you know, you, you weren't having the best day. You You hit the post in the first half, you missed the PK, but I mean, did it ever dawn on you that if you hadn't hit the post in the first half, if that ball had gone in, that we all would have not been able to witness this amazing moment in professionals? Like you guys might have ran away with the game. We never would have had this crazy six. It never would have happened. Uh, yeah, it's true. There's so many things fell into place that day. You know, I think Amara scored a header from about 30 yards, or it felt like that at the time. You know, and. Obviously, I, I wasn't having the best. I, I always loved the game against Harrisburg, and I wasn't having the best game. And obviously, to miss the PK, I think here we go. 
<laughs> you know, what an absolute day to forget. And it was quite a, it was actually quite a miserable atmosphere in the stadium as well. Like when you look back on it, like we, we for eighty six minutes we were probably well beaten and you know, to think about how it ended and how we how we look back on that day. It was all because of those final four or five minutes that mm-hmm. that gave us that like experience. So Yeah. So- yeah, what a day. moving on to another question uh talking about um your retirement i think a lot of us as fans think that when players retire uh the most obvious thing that a player misses is the actual kind of competition of the game the actual getting out there and playing 90 minutes competitively and scoring goals and all that kind of stuff um is that is that the thing you're going to miss the most or is it more of the kind of camaraderie and, and the routine of going in and, and seeing the same group of guys every every day and training with them and, and you know, the, the kind of physical routine aspect of, of uh, your job? For me, 100% the game day. You know, camaraderie, you can get that from a number of places. And, you know, play obviously playing comes at a cost. I mean, I think I was away. I think as a team we were away. 20 weekends last year you know some of those stretched out for a full week and you know those are the things that obviously me and the family won't miss but those uh, the game day atmosphere the especially the home games you know I'm not I'm not gonna lie I'm not gonna I'm not gonna miss a an away game at Atlanta too (laughs) but uh, the home games for sure like on a on a nice summer's night at high markets you know, I think that's when it'll really hit home. Uh, well, I'll be, I'll be honest. I haven't, I, like, I didn't even, I didn't consider that, that kind of being a player in the USL and having a family. I don't stereotypically, I just assume all in my mind, every player is 24 and single and doesn't have any kids. And, you know, yeah, an away trip is, 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 a, is a weekend. Yeah. Yeah. That, would, that is 95% of it. I mean, the league's changing. And I would say there's more senior players, more people are sticking around. You know, the league is growing in that way. Even since I've been here, like last year, the of a, a couple more vets, you know, that had that had wives and girlfriends and families. Um, so it was nice. You know, the first few years I was kind of I was kind of on my own in that respect. Um, but it's getting there. It's getting there. And yeah, for me, for me, the time, even being a being a player, the, the you you can't ever take a day off if that makes sense. So like now working at the academy, if I want to go on a summer vacation, you know I can make that happen. And I've been on a summer vacation in twelve years, you know. So those things are nice to look forward to. You know, if I'm going to go home back home to UK, I don't have to book a trip in October when it's miserable and raining. You know, I can get back and see the family in the summer and. Yeah, those positives come, but I know Saturdays are going to kill me. Uh, you know, obviously I'll be there watching the game. My little little boy loves it. Uh, you know, a lot of the academy staff all go down together, and you know, it takes some getting used to for sure. Um, but in terms of in terms of the day to day, you know, it's, as I as I move through my career, it did start to feel a bit more more like work. You know, you don't jump out of it. Mondays and Tuesdays got harder, you know, <laughs> as you get older with the games and the travel. You know, I used to wake up on a Monday morning, I felt like I was made of wood, <laughs> you know, but yeah, so that's obviously that takes a toll, but yeah, for me, it'll be, it'll be the game days I missed. 
I don't know if that I don't know if that ever goes away. So, like, looking back at it all, like, what, what do you think you're going to actually take with you? Like, what's, you know, like, the life lesson or whatever you learn from, you know, being a professional soccer player that you're going to carry with you going forward? Um, I mean, obviously, I've had, I've made, I have some great relationships with, with football, um, you know, that will last, uh, last a long time. In terms of life, for me, sports are just so good and, like, like everything's so extreme you do with like the extreme highs and maybe the next week are real low and then you know you're in the team you're out the team you're healthy you're in you're fit it's like uh you know it's like an intense like a little bit of a roller coaster and that's like really exciting but also you kind of just learn to keep a level head as you get older you know you see the way the younger younger boys handle a win or handle the the older boys and you know those that ability just to be able to roll with things, you know, when you when things are going very well, to know that it ain't, you know, it might not last forever, and you have to enjoy it. And then obviously when when things aren't going so well, you're you're much better at handling it. Um, I think that's just sports in general. You know, I have two boys. I hope they they get into sports for the same reason. You know, that that, that those ups and downs, and those tough decisions, and you know, even this one now, I feel like if I you know, to not be off of the contract maybe when I was 21, it would be much harder to take than, than 31, you know. So sports is, sports is very good in that way, I feel. Yeah. I was listening to the USL show um, this weekend, and they were they were basically singing your praises. And the number of guys on there that all follow teams other than the Riverhounds, and they were just saying how much they wish they had a Kevin Kerr on their squad. Um, you know, obviously – you're you're a locker room guy like when it was officially announced that you retired the amount of support from current and former hounds at least on twitter i don't know how active you are on there but everybody was out there just singing your praises what you know obviously we have a few rookies coming into the squad this year and you've dealt with rookies in the past what advice would you give somebody that's coming into the usl championship now to sort of succeed and and have the kind of career that you had as a player I mean, for me, you've just got to, you've just got to get straight after it. I feel like a lot of a lot of players are almost feel like they've made it when they when they get a deal, whether it be as a young lad in the MLS or in the USL. You know, I see it, I feel like more and more the idea of becoming a professional footballer is, a, is enough for a lot for a lot of people. You know, and 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 maybe they don't apply themselves the way they the way they could and. You know, the, their career, instead of being a potentially a long 10, 12-year career, it's a quick one and done or a couple of years and they struggle to find a team. You know, it takes a while sometimes for for the penny to drop on a lot of young players that, you know, next year there's going to be another 300 kids out of college and another couple of hundred kids from abroad wanting to get over to America, trying to steal your spot. You know, and you've got to, you've got to take your opportunity. And uh, like I say, I feel like a lot of kids take it for granted, and they think it will last forever. You know, and and they fall by the wayside. Um, I mean, I will say it at the Riverhound. I think Bob is very good with that. You know, he's as good as anyone at staying on top of the young players. You know, you see the success he has with young boys and and players that maybe other clubs weren't interested in or, or have never heard of. You know, he seems to get the most out of them. And, you know, obviously I worked with him for two years and I can see why. 
so I think I think for a young boy, it's a it's, it's a great club to come to. You know, Bob will Bob will push them, and he'll he'll make he'll teach them what it's like, uh, what you need to be a pro pretty quick. I mean, it's it's a great club to come to, come to because you're also going to be around in the academy. I mean, you've already briefly mentioned your new role at the academy, specifically that's as the director of fundamentals and specifics position specific training is this is this something that's been on your mind for a while because i think as fans we have this you know we hear the messages about how managers talk and say oh yeah these two or three players could go on to to coaching or management and i think as fans you've been kind of an obvious candidate for for a coaching role is this something that you've thought about yeah i've always i've always done bits in the academy too so i really enjoyed it and the the academy staff great to me and kind of working with me because I'm the only guy that really played and coached in the RDA, and you know it it doesn't it's it's not easy. Like they've worked with me over the last few years, and we've always, I've always known that you know I wanted to stay involved with the club, you know, in some regards. And, um, to be honest, I feel like it. I personally thought you know maybe it would take another year or two, uh, but you know it's this year, and I sat down with Scott Gibson the 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 academy director and he was brilliant and he, you know we, we found a position for me and I'm you know I'm looking forward to get going you know it's, the academy's not new to me it's something like I said I've been in, been involved in since I come to the club so I'm excited to dive into that you know I'm desperate to stay in football obviously you know still still now I'm a fan of the club rather than a player and you know just trying to do my bit I mean, more and more around the world, we're seeing, you know, famous players step into management pretty early out of their career. Is that something that you could <laughs> see yourself doing, kind of quickly making the transition to to being a head coach and a, and a manager? Uh, I'm, well, I'm going to take one step at a time. You know, this year I'm going <laughs> to enjoy the academy. And uh, for me, I love the idea of being a, being a coach. Uh, you know, I love the game and I've, like, you're, as you as you get older in your career, you start to take in a lot more, and you see what coaches do, and you, you know you put yourself in those situations. But I think that I I'm happy in Pittsburgh. You know, my family's happy here. Um, I think to be a head coach or to be a coach and go out and make it, you have to be willing. You have to be so willing to to move. You know, and uproot your family every couple of years as you as you progress up the ladder. You know, right now that's not something that that, that interests me. Um, so I, w- I would like to, to, you know, to keep keep working on my trade in the academy, and I'd love to get my licenses. And you know, in a couple of years, you know, who knows? Uh, you know, who, no one knows what the future holds. So I'd love to stay in football, but the the, the idea of uprooting the family is it is isn't the right option for now. That's for sure. Family first. I love it. I, you know, speaking of family, you mentioned, you know, the opportunity to pick up during the summer and go on vacation or, you know, is there anything that, you know, once this was sort of final, you said like, we're going there, like I'm putting it on the calendar. We're doing this thing that I couldn't do in the summer. Cause like you said, I'm in ATL UTD two or wherever it is that you're going. Any, any place you're looking forward to going to or any hobbies or interests you're looking to have a little more time for? I mean, yeah, massive. I mean, hobbies, there's a, there's a number, but I'd, I'd love to get home in the summer. Uh, that's something I haven't been able to do 
me and my missus would love to go to we would love to go to South America at some point. You know, we have a one year old right now, so it's not it's <laughs> not going to be too soon. But it's little things like I, you know, it's like as a, as a player, you miss wedding after wedding, um, family wedding, friends' weddings. It, it's it it'll be nice now to you know to to go to these events and and you know rather than just hear about them from from my missus. I'll be able to able to attend them, and you know that those little things they'll, they'll be a, it'll be nice. You know, uh, my my sister-in-law will be getting married in even next summer or the summer after, and it, like I say, it'd be great to to mark that in the calendar and know that I can actually go there. <laughs> so, talking about the Riverhounds organization as a whole, what do you think the next big challenge you'd like to see the club tackle? would be as far as you know someone who's been with the club for a long time and and now that you're in the academy side you kind of have a different view of it as well what do you think they need to like you know step up their game with what's what's the next big challenge obviously it's been, it's been an amazing two years uh on the field um and i think obviously they're in good hands and you know sustaining that is obviously the goal you know i think it's I don't know how realistic it is to to win the league every year, but you've got to be, you know, a club like like Pittsburgh for me now uh, with Bob. You've got to be looking to be there or thereabouts. Um, you know, I think that the home playoff is the minimum uh, minimum requirement right now uh, for the Riverhounds. Uh, but I would just love to. I would love to see the the game day. You know, the atmosphere grow, the numbers grow. I mean, there's been some unbelievable nights over the last five years, and it seems to be on an upward trend. But you know, a city this big, and everywhere you look, there's soccer fields all over the cities nowadays. I would, I would love it to be a bigger draw. Um, you know, even you look at the playoff game. I think the last one we were close to six thousand. Uh, I would love that to be a regular thing. You know, because it's a special place when it's bouncing and. You know, it's sometimes I think it's, it's it's sad that it has to be a a big playoff game or an or an open cup game to like when we played DC. I'd love that to be a to be a regular thing. Um, how they do that, I'm, how we do that, I'm not I'm not so sure. I think we're heading in the right direction, but I think that's the next big thing for the club. You know, to kick yeah. it on. Now that yeah. we're competitive on the field, it would be nice to just keep growing off the field and. And yeah, fan, yeah, I think the the number bringing in more and more fans obviously helps that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been interesting to watch Highmark grow over the years, and like you've been there, and it kind of makes me laugh because I'm thinking like, you know, I remember early earlier times, uh, your your oldest son, like you, you would bring him over and like you know have him shooting from the Steel Army and everyone cheering and that kind of stuff, and as the the, the atmosphere has grown and it becomes a little bit more. I don't know, it has to become a little bit more kind of uh, standoffish because, you know, there's so many people and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, it's just, it's interesting to think what you've seen the team grow as. And do you think, like, that is, you know, do you miss that yeah, or do you I, prefer that? <laughs> yeah, I, I hope I hope to some degree the club never loses that, though, you know. Like, yeah. I, I get they have to move forward, but, you know, they're some of my favorite moments. You know, as a player, like I have, the, they're the pictures that I have on my wall. You know, it's not the it's not the pictures of it's not the pictures of 
like scoring a goal or celebrations, obviously in front of the goal, in front of the steel armor, my little man. And, you know, that after the game, that little bit of time, uh, it's something I think the club has done very well. And like, I've, I've, I feel I've always had a, a great relationship with the, with the steel army and, and, and with you guys. And I feel like that little bit after the game, you know, throughout the years has helped that massively. You mm-hmm. know, uh, just that little bit of connection, you know. It's, it, I always say the same thing. It's so nice now that I remember in maybe in 2016 and might have been 17 when there were some real tough times and you see the same people after the games and they're still super supportive and super, super nice. And then it's been so nice the last two years to go over. And I feel like after every game, it's almost been a win and it's been like a party atmosphere. You know, it's nice to see those people now getting to getting to celebrate, you know, because a lot of people went through some rough times. You know, there were some dark days over the years. And, yeah. you know, like I say, it's nice that those that stayed loyal and they've been there for a little while, uh, you know, getting to enjoy it. You know, because for, for me as well, who went through it as well, I, I certainly did, you know. Yeah. Well, you know, Kev, obviously we haven't seen or heard the last of you. I guess anything else that you'd like to sort of say or share with your adoring fans? Uh, no. Uh, to be honest, just a massive thank you. Obviously, everything over the years has been amazing, but over the last four or five days since I announced it, obviously some of the messages were were real kind. And, you know, I don't take that for granted. I'm, I appreciate that. You know, I always feel that we had a really good, good relationship. You know, two-sided relationship, and yeah, I'll be sad not to be out there come the first home game of the season. Uh, but I'll be watching and 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 obviously supporting the club now. And yeah, just a massive thanks. Uh, the last four days have been have been brilliant, so I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, look, Kev, like it's you said it. It's going to be weird watching the Hounds take the field without you. But you know, obviously, thank you for everything that you've done for this organization, everything that you'll continue to do for this organization, and for really being such an amazing role model for fans and players all over the league. And you know, obviously, we really appreciate you stopping by to talk to us tonight after making the big announcement. So, thank you. We appreciate it. I appreciate it, pal. Have a good one. So, guys, complete class act. I mean, I, I feel it's weird because we've asked to talk to him so many times before, but it's always been like, can we talk to Kevin or this other player? And they just keep giving us this other player. We had him on <laughs> one other time, which was uh-huh. that surprise holiday special. And he was on for like five minutes between sessions. And honestly, he had a, he talked to us like immediately after he had an academy session done and he was getting ready to head into another one. So again, huge thanks to him for stopping by. Um we didn't mention it during the interview, but uh, we're going to do something a little bit new this year. So every year we we make up a batch of Mongol stickers that Liz will give out if you're on the full 90. This year we're going to do a second batch of stickers that um, are basically going to be sort of commemorative Kevin Kerr stickers that if you find Liz and like seek her out to get on the full 90, you will get one of those in addition to a Mongol sticker. Um, but, you know... I, this this was difficult for me because you know I wasn't even sure how to approach this. Like when you're talking to someone who's meant this much to a club, you know, words sort of can't really describe, um, you know, uh, what's going on. So 
um, yeah. I guess any any follow up thoughts to to sort of what we just m- talked about? Uh, I'm just not looking forward to a season without Kevin Kerr because like since I've been a Riverhounds fan, it was pretty much the Highmark era on, and he's always been on the team. And it just seems so like he was like that last bit of the team that was left that from when I first started watching. So, yeah, it's going to be really weird. Um, but, yeah, he's still going to be around. Hopefully we can get him over to the Seal Army section. We can talk him into it and get him over there. Uh, that'd be a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, a lot of great memories with Kevin and like his family, for example, like uh, his dad came on a away trip. I think I've talked about it on the podcast before, you know, hanging out with his dad, seeing his son grow up and all this kind of stuff. So it's it's pretty cool. I, I mean, like first and foremost, yeah, he, he, he was a great player. He was a great person. Uh, nothing but positive things were was ever, you know, talked about him. He, he absolutely will be missed and all that kind of stuff. And I don't want to accelerate too far into the future. And I would never have said it. <laughs> In the interview, but, and I'm not trying to say Lily out, but you know, <laughs> Kevin Gaffer, Kerr's manager. Gaffer, that, Gaffer Kerr at, at yeah, some point. That, that wets the appetite, doesn't it, right? Like, that's pretty exciting. Check, checks all the boxes, right? He wouldn't have to move right, his he family. Stay in Pittsburgh. He could stay in yeah, Pittsburgh. I would have never said it. Because he would have never, he would have like, no, no. Like, you know, maybe but, like 10 hey, years, five yeah. years. We'll see what's going on. You know, maybe that yeah. could be, you know, Lily passing the baton off to the gaffer Kerr. That'd yeah. be great. Yeah. 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 I, I think we're going to have to try to line up Kevin to, to do sort of another in-depth interview in the same vein. When Rob Vincent first retired, we did a special, I think we called it soccer and steel where it was almost like an hour long conversation about his entire career. And that was just amazing. But this was something where as the news broke, we said, we got to talk to him now. We got to get his thoughts on things now. And so um, we did it specifically for this episode, but I, I would love to sort of circle back and talk to him again. So we're going to try to make that happen here in the next few months or so, maybe one of the upcoming bye weeks um, we can sort of fill in with that. So again, huge thanks to uh, to Kevin Kerr for everything. And, uh, and you know, as a final, you know, for stopping by the show and talking to us, really appreciate it. I mean, he even mentioned in the, in the podcast a little bit about, I don't know it, how he appreciated um, how the club and organization kind of have that, or it, it, they've they've made an attempt at try to keeping a connection between club and fans, you know, by having fans come on the field and the players mm-hmm. coming over and, and interacting with the fans and all that. Um, yeah, no, I, and it's just the fact that they do that, the fact that. The club, you know, he's he's willing to come on and talk to us schmucks and, you know, the, you know like the manager who comes on and talks. I mean, it's it's just another example, I think, of how 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 well the club is kind of trying to interact with with the fans and, and trying to, to be open and transparent and, commu- you know, communicate with everyone. It's yeah, it's just another nice, positive sign, um, not only from him and his willingness to come on the show, but the club as well. Yeah. Guys, I guess a couple other things to talk about. There's been a ton of news. We're not going to get to all of it, but there are a few things that we should touch on. Um, The Hounds did have a few more player signings since the last time we did a show, which was three weeks ago. 
Um, Justin and Steve are actually going to start putting together individual little shows that sort of talk about each one of these players individually. They're going to go and dig through the stats, sort of tell us what to expect. Lar Ellen just did a great interview about uh, Tony Walls, so we're going to get that. We'll work that into one of those episodes. But guys, I guess real quick, just on the surface, I think the two biggest names that we heard about over the past few weeks, one was Tony Walls, who was a former Rhino. He played for uh, Chattanooga Red Wolves of USL League One last season. And he's currently playing indoor as, I don't want to say a forward, but he, he's brought into the team listed as a defender and midfielder. He was Lily's captain when they went through the whole run, won the championship with the Rhinos. So this is a guy that's, again, familiar with Lily. He's a big name. And then the other big name is Jordan Dover was re-signed. I guess thoughts on either one of those. Which one are you more excited about? Are you excited to have Dover back? Are you excited to see what Walls brings to the table? Josh, I'll, I'll start with you. Don't make me choose. I'm excited about both these things. Okay. <laughs> Here's one thing. Tony Walls, I don't know if you follow him on Twitter, but you should definitely follow him on Twitter because yeah. he's a lot he's really active and also he's he's spicy. He has a, he has some hot takes going on here. And I I'm not going to call him out on any of them because, you know, whatever, but it, they're <laughs> they're great. It's hilarious and he seems like a personality and I'm excited for that. And also if you look at his highlights and and also his uh stuff with the indoor league, he's he's a pretty cool guy. So I'm I'm excited for that one. But also come on, Stover. Like yeah. that it's been a off season of sadness because we're losing everyone it's like oh no he's not coming back oh no he's not coming back and then you know dover was one of those people where it's like we haven't heard anything so i kind of just assumed that was going to be another you know sad moment and then be pleasantly surprised by him getting re-signed i'm happy it's 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 nice to have a little bit more of normalcy coming back from last (laughs) season kev what's what's your take on these two signings yeah i mean jordan dover i think coming back is huge uh i think between him and Ryan James, I, I couldn't, I mean, I, you know, one of the, be- I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not, especially in the Western conference, I'm not extremely knowledgeable on the quality of fullbacks in the USL, but I mean, it, it, you would be hard pressed at least from what I see week in week out to find a better fullback pairing between Ryan James and Jordan Dover. I think they were, they were brilliant last season. Um, and, and yeah, now it's just both of them. I mean, Ryan James, what he, he was previously at Rochester as well. I mean, so he's had some experience with, with, um, you know, having a kind of winning mentality and everything, but now, you know, Jordan knows what it feels like to, to have the season like we did last season and finish first. And, um, you know, that's only going to benefit him as a player and, and his growth. Um, but yeah, I think the biggest the biggest word that you mentioned around Tony Walls is uh, his captaincy for the Rhinos. I think it's important. I mean, we're bringing in another leader into the locker room, someone who's a professional, someone who knows, you know, what it takes to be successful, um, to, to, you know, how to, how to train, how to practice and all that kind of stuff. And it's not, it's not like one player can ever replace another, but in a season where we lose such a big influence and such a captain like presence, like Kevin Kerr, it's important to kind of try to supplement that with other players and who can kind of self-police the the locker room and the squad and kind of be that second mouth of the manager to help carry out tactics and all that kind of stuff. So I think, yeah, having leaders in, in, in and around the squad, I think is extremely important. So yeah, I, I, that's honestly one of the biggest things I'm, I'm not, I, I'm, I'm selling him short by saying his leadership qualities is the biggest thing I'm excited for. He's a very good player. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's really important. Yeah. 
So obviously a lot more to come from, you know, I don't know if the guys will dive as much into Dover since he's a bit of a known quantity. Obviously, he's been here for the past few years, but obviously more to hear about Tony Walls and all of the signings uh, that are coming in, which we expect there's got to be at least a few more coming up soon. Um, <laughs> if we want a full squad, yeah. I, I, I mean, <laughs> preseason games start, uh, guys, a week from Friday. Like like one week from Friday. That, that kind of blows my mind a little bit when I actually looked Ugh. at that and it was like, oh. Cool. So, um, yeah, so we know what the preseason schedule is now. That's something else that happened over the past three weeks. We've got, let's see here, we're going to play Duquesne, Villanova, Penn State, Pitt, Akron. So get a whole bunch of college games out of the way first. Then we will play Loudoun. Our only away game is going to be at Columbus Crew, um, somewhere in Columbus. And then we also added TFC2 on March 7th. Um Guys, I guess any any sort of shockers when you look at the schedule. I mean, Josh, what uh, what jumps out at you there? Um, I mean, first off, just a you know little FYI on the February twenty second game against Akron. That's going to be the Steel Army AGM. So if you're thinking about joining or you want to just hang out, come on down to Highmark for that one. It starts at one p- or the the actual meeting. I think it's going to be like eleven or twelve or something like that. Yeah, and then the game after that. Um, but as far as surprises, Columbus crew away, it's kind of interesting to actually see them do that. I'm, I'm a little bit sad and kind of like scratching my head about why it's away instead of at home and why that's not like a game that they could have like gotten fans to. Cause you know, even a preseason game against the MLS side would have drawn a whole bunch of people and would have built excitement, but instead they scheduled it on March 2nd, which is like a Wednesday or something like that, a middle-of-the-week game at 1 p.m. in Columbus. So there's like no chance for anyone to go there if they have a regular workday schedule. So it kind of sucks. Like I, I'm kind of considering maybe calling off work for that game, but we'll see. But at the same time, who knows if it's even open to the public or right. where it's going to be at because they haven't decided if it's going to be at Curry Stadium or not. So it's... I don't know. A little bit of a head scratcher, but it is cool at least that the players get to play against Columbus. Uh, Grant is probably going to be like their B squad because they have a game, I think, the next day almost uh, Columbus does. So it's probably not going to be the full team, but still kind of nice to see. Yeah. The team, I think, historically has done random closed door practices against Columbus because of the proximity. But again, it's like you said, we don't really get to see what's going on. And we've always talked about what a draw just an MLS team would be to Highmark. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess, Kev, any, any sort of thoughts on the preseason schedule? No, I mean, my only thoughts around the whole Columbus thing is I, I wonder if that was just a non-negotiable um, thing from from the crew saying, look, if you want to play us in the preseason, you got to come here. And, and Lily said, you know what? Yeah, we do. So let's let's make it happen. Yeah, fair enough. Um, fair enough. Yeah. Um, but no, other, other than that, I mean, bar the crew game. Which is once again, I'm I'm fairly certain this happened last year as well. I'm just happy that everything is around Pittsburgh, or not even around Pittsburgh, but in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, I think it's important. Uh, you know, to, I, so many times I've I've heard managers um, give interviews and and saying the importance of preseason and wanting you know time to focus and 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 train the players that they have. Not not that this was really ever on the cards for for the for the Riverhounds, but like you see all these big big huge global teams doing global preseason tours, 
and like the managers hate it. They're like, I just want to like, you know, have a training camp and, and go somewhere and just have it. For, and this is something that Lily gets to do with this, with the squad by staying in Pittsburgh and, and having all these things kind of revolve around that. So I think that's good. Um, I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm happy they stayed with that. And it just, I'm sure everyone knows, but just make sure everyone understands, like, you can come to these games. These are free games that you can yeah. come. There's no assigned seating. There's no tickets. So you just walk in and find a great seat, you know, in the grandstand and watch this. This is this is fun to watch for fans because you get to see the, the team forming. Uh, you know, they have a lot of tryouts during this time where there's people who aren't actually on the roster. They're just, you know, training with the team and seeing if they get signed or not. So this is a cool time to, like, kind of scout the team and see what's going on with them um, and even maybe get some face time because it's, you know, it's not like they're crowded. So, you know, use this as an opportunity to, to check out the team. It, it gets cold, not going to lie. You know, <laughs> preseason's freezing, but uh, it's still pretty fun. It's nice, too, because, like, I don't know, like, did you guys ever, We didn't, I, don't, I don't think we talked about this, but, like, last season, did you ever feel moments where it was, like, just the weight of, like, needing to win every week was just kind of, like, it got to you? And, like, these, there's no weight. There's no expectation. Like, it's preseason. Who cares? Just go out there and you can have fun and just watch the game. Like, you know, there's no, like, oh, my God, if we lose, it's the end of the world. Like, <laughs> Well, you know. but hold on a second. Like, when, when you're feeling the pro team against a college team, you can't tell me that you're looking at the stat sheets going, if we don't beat Pitt this no. week. Like, no, I, I can honestly yeah. tell you I don't do that. I can yeah. honestly tell you I don't do that. Because, yeah, you have all these – potentially just try out players and it's just they're working stuff out it's yeah not at all if you're going into the game with that attitude you have to kind of like check that at the door because there's no way you can expect this to be like a real team because half the team is usually people who aren't going to be on the squad anyway or you know might be bench players or something like that like it's it's not the team that you're going to see on opening day hopefully not uh <laughs> because yeah it's gonna be a lot of players who are just trying to like you know make their name and try to get you know notice so there is a little bit less about team play and a little bit more about individual play yeah and one of the things that lily likes to do too is he'll have almost two full squads and he'll play one squad for 45 and another squad for 45 and it's not until those later games against columbus and tfc2 where you'll start to see more of a regular this might be our starting 11 and you see those guys going 75 80 minutes just trying to get back into game shape to go a full 90 um so yeah not not a ton of expectations if you enjoy just some good soccer and you want to go see you know some young up-and-comers and some guys trying to make the squad this is definitely worth going to check out um and yeah like josh said it's free you just roll up and go so for sure um, Josh, I guess anything uh, anything we should expect from the AGM? What's what's going on there? No, I mean uh, we've we've already sent out uh, information about it. It's just going to be what we usually do, where we talk about you know last season, our numbers, how it went, and uh, things to expect for next season. There's a lot of cool stuff we have planned. Uh, a lot of changes coming up, and we even have member representative positions opening up. So there's going to be two new people who come in and. Uh, if you if you do want to nominate someone or yourself even for that, uh, we have all that information up on uh, our Twitter account. It's probably the best way to check it out, um, where you can nominate people and all that jazz and become a part of the of the crew and kind of like just you know enjoy the next season and help us build it because uh, every season for the last couple of years we've been growing and growing and growing. So it's exciting. So yeah, come I wanna, check it out. I want to nominate Josh for a position. Can I do that? Can, can I, I already have a position. <laughs> I'm already on the board. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. Um, so we got the AGM coming up. 
we got the preseason games coming up. We still haven't heard yet about uh, – we know that the team's going to put together another sort of season kickoff to reveal kits and things like that. There's a lot of teams around the league that are revealing their kits. New Mexico is the first team to go with Puma, which, like, they went with Puma, but they're also just, like, straight yellow. There's nothing special about them. But um, when we talked to Tuffy a few months ago now at this point, he said he had seen the kits and they were looking really good but wouldn't tell us anything beyond that. Um Really excited to see what uh, what those kits look like, um, guys. Any early predictions? Any any thoughts? What's are we gonna are we gonna keep the red or the you, the yellow and and, uh, and black stripes? Oh, I thought you were asking for predictions for preseason results. I was like, <laughs> no, are you no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 for kits, for kits. Yeah. Um, I knew know that. Uh, uh, I think one of the ticket reps, I think it was Derek on Discord, said something about that all three kits are going to be new kits. But it doesn't mean that they're going to be completely redesigning the wheel. Like, it could just be, hey, look, we put the old crest back on it instead of the, you know, five-year anniversary crest. The Inception crest. That's a crest and a crest and a crest. Yeah. Crest, crest, crest. Yeah. (laughs) Or, yeah, maybe it's just a little bit of an iteration on those. But I expect a full yellow one like before with the black in it, and I expect a white one and expect a black one. I don't think there's going to be anything revolutionary about these kits. But I hope I'm wrong. Because I always am a sucker for early well-designed kit. Hot pink fuchsia kit. Kevin shaking his head. No. I mean, the real question, like, uh, you know, maybe we can run wild and speculate with the goalkeeper kit. I mean, we're really deep in the weeds here if we have to talk about goalkeeper kits on the podcast. <laughs> but, you know, that's that's where we have some variation that we could probably play with. That's all I'm saying. Uh, rather than talk about goalkeeper kit, the Mongols kits finally came in. And we shipped them off to everybody, and uh, they seemed to be a big hit. A lot of people were taking pictures of them and posting them online, and uh, and I think they turned really well. My kids, like, if they're clean, my kids will wear them. So it's just, like, it's been a revolving door of those jerseys in my house, um, which is awesome. They held up really well. They've probably been through the wash cycle, like, six or seven times at this point. So that's a good <laughs> sign. Um, yeah, I, I feel there's a lot of people, you know, Kicking back to the Kevin Kerr, there were a number of people that got Kerr and 10 on the back of the jersey. And so it's a little memorial uh, to him moving forward when people wear them. And a lot of people mentioned wearing them to the home opener, which is cool. I mean, like, my idea was not, this is not meant to replace sort of like Riverhounds gear or Riverhounds merch. But if people go out and and they want to wear these just because they're cool jerseys, by all means, go for it. Um, They're comfy. I've worn a couple times already. And yeah, they're really comfy and it was really cool when they first started getting mailed out and, uh, on discord and also on on uh twitter i saw like five people posting pictures with it i'm like this is so cool yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah i think it was polanski because polanski originally pitched the idea of like hey if you're 50th anniversary you should do a jersey and he said that you know like actually getting it in the mail after it was just this random idea almost brought tears to his eyes i'm like Dude, that's what the show is like this was like nothing <laughs> and now we're like let's make jerseys so yeah sure why not yeah so it's it's really really cool um so again thanks to everybody who uh who participated in that um we do have i won't say how many extra jerseys but we may be giving a few away as the season progresses so we need to we need to put our heads together and figure out some good reasons to give some away we also have some socks still from a few years ago so if anybody wants some socks let us know we might be able to send you some socks um we might make you earn them but we'll see um (laughs) guys I think that's pretty much it. There's obviously, like I said, there's a ton going on right now. 
There's lots of exciting news to break down. Um, don't want to get too in the weeds with you know too much of it in this episode. We really wanted to spend time talking to Kerr and and getting his his thoughts and feelings about retirement and sort of this next chapter in his career. And uh, so we'll definitely get into more player news and start talking more preseason stuff on upcoming episodes. But I guess, guys, is there anything else that you guys want to talk about on this one? No, I'm good. Good, yep. good? All good. All right. Well, thank you uh, again to Kevin Kerr for stopping by. We, re- we really appreciate it. Um, love talking to him. Thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Be sure to go subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, Pocket Cast, or wherever you get your podcasts. And let us know what you think. You can find us on Twitter at Mongols or over at mongols.com. Otherwise, thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you very, very soon. Cheers. Later.